whoever has ears ought to hear. just want to go through the life of St. Juan Diego because it's really in connection as we prepare for our Marian consecration to understand who he is and why he's so important in our journey. And he's definitely a person that you and I want to be asking for intercession for um, very often. So as I said earlier, St. Juan Diego, or also known as Juanito, Little Juan, as Mother, the Blessed Mother called him, uh, he was born in the year 1474, and he was a native of Mexico. And after, again, the near death of his father, he lived with his uncle. So from the age of three, he was brought up under the Aztec pagan religion, which I'll talk about in just a second here. And pagan means that they worship things of the world, okay? So some people worship the water, some people worship animals. That's paganism, right? And they offer to the water gods. They offer to the sky, the sky gods. And the Aztecs had some very questionable practices. So if you were talking to people about indigenous um, people, uh, they had some very strange things that I would say most people would say that's, that's unacceptable. It's, it's not even human. And they often sacrificed foreigners by ripping their hearts out of their bodies and placing them on their temple altars. If you're okay with that, we might have to have a talk after Mass, right? Um, They would also sometimes even commit suicide on their altars. This is a part of their religion. Um, And sometimes, uh, to the most disgusting one, I'd say that that women would, would have babies and get pregnant on purpose to sacrifice that child to these gods. Yet, this is the time that Juanito uh, was born into. So from a very young age, he, he was even showing signs of a mystical sense of life, right? He would see things that other people didn't see. And he was characterized by a religious fervor, and he had a deep reverence once he was converted in the year 1524, for the Blessed Virgin Mary. So I want you to even think about your own life. When you think about what you're doing right now, these Franciscans ministered to him in the year 1524, and they had to help him detach and kind of unlearn all of these pagan rituals, right? Which is what we call evangelization, which is extremely difficult. But it wasn't seven, till seven years later, that's when he encountered the Blessed Mother, Right? So we have to even think of ourselves now as we enter into people's lives. It might not be for seven more years until they encounter Jesus or have that aha moment like Juan's going to have as we learn about his life. He would later convert, and his wife, whose name is Maria Lucia, also converted with him. And he was very devoted to his new life. This devotion manifested as he took long walks uh, to receive religious instructions from the Franciscan mission. And Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared to him on this day in the year 1531. And why this is so important is also we know, if we know our history, like just before this, like 15 years before this, millions and millions and millions of people in Europe are now leaving the Catholic Church. They've forgotten that they're not pagans, right? And they thought that they didn't need the authority of the church, the Holy Father, the sacred scriptures. They said, well, the Holy Spirit's telling me to do it so I can do what I want to do. And as they're leaving, there's about to be a massive influx of Christians through Juan Diego's obedience and humility to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
he encountered as he's walking to what we just celebrated yesterday, to the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, that he encountered this blessed woman. He said in his native tongue, she was the ever-perfect Holy Mary, who was the honor to be the mother, who has the honor to be the mother of the true God. And the most famous part of the story is told in connection to December 12th, which is the feast of Our Lady Guadalupe. But before that, he didn't think he could convince what Mary wanted him to do to tell his bishop. He was told that Mary wanted him to build a church, a true temple that would not sacrifice human beings, but would be there for the holy sacrifice of the mass. And he was told that on this mount, Mount Tepeyac, you must do so. And when he was going to go talk to his bishop, he was unable to do so because that uncle who raised him was now ill. And we don't know if he converted at that point or not, but he was obliged to stay home and take care of now his foster father, right? But the next day, he set out to find a priest to care for his uncle. And he was actually now unashamed of his encounter with the Blessed Virgin Mary because he missed it. He missed that meeting. There was almost a sense of, am I being obedient or not? Can I still go to my bishop or not? But still the Holy Mother, the Blessed Mother of God, found Juan, and he explained his situation, and she said, no estoy yo aquí que soy tu madre, which means, am I not here, I who am your mother? And that question rocked him, right? To the core of his being, it shook him, it struck him. And what happened was that he went back to Our Lady and she gave him roses in the dead of winter, which roses don't grow in the dead of winter, but especially the roses that she gave him. So he took his tilma and wrapped up those roses and those roses were only grown in Spain where his bishop was from, but he didn't know that. And the Virgin Mary arranged the flowers in his tilma and informed him to bring them to his bishop as a sign that he is called to build a church on this mountain. When he opened his cloak before the bishop, the image of the Blessed Virgin Mary had been imprinted on to his tilma, onto his cloak. And I'll talk about the mystery and the miracles of that on Monday evening. And Mary told him, I want this town to be known as Guadalupe. And the church was finally built on Tepeyac the next year. And Juanito's cloak has that miraculous image and print on it. And you can still go down there to this day to see it. So what's the one lesson or two lessons I'd like us to take away from today? And if you caught it, it was, first of all, the humility of the Franciscans. Being patient to catechize and probably deliver Juan from all of these bad practices. It took 12 of them, right? Missionaries. The Franciscans did not know that seven years later, this little man, Juanito, would bring them Mary's powerful intercession to actually bring in, over the next 10 years, 9 million baptisms, right? So that's why the Hispanic people have such a big devotion to Our Lady because they would not know Jesus as for the same for you and I if it wasn't for Mary's yes and then Juan's yes, right? But the other thing is, 
Juanito's humility and obedience. He had to be humble and get over himself and stop thinking I'm crazy, am I seeing visions, and actually be obedient to what Mary was asking him to do, which would be the seemingly impossible to, help, to tell a bishop, as I'm barely even into my faith, as he's growing in his faith, to tell that bishop to build a church. When we ask for Mary's intercession, do we know how powerful she is? If she can convert, who is now known as the star of the new evangelization under the title of Our Lady of Guadalupe, if she can help convert over 9 million people who used to literally rip hearts out of people who would be sacrificed, who would um, take babies and sacrifice them at altars, even commit suicide, I just about guarantee she can help you and I. When we think things are seemingly impossible, we must rely upon Mary's intercession to bring the power of the cross to all those who do not know Jesus, especially those who feel seemingly impossible to convert. But it might not be in your time. I might leave here and this place might explode someday. You might leave here and people will have those major conversions just like those Franciscans took seven years and then Juan did his thing, right? So it's humility, it's patience, and it is a lot of obedience to to the seemingly crazy. So we take a moment of silence to ask for Mary's intercession as we prepare to receive the God of the universe on this altar who helped convert all of those pagans Kind of like today when we walk around campus, right? People have a lot of weird, strange habits. And the reason is because they don't know Jesus. And Juanito didn't feel sorry for himself. He didn't feel sorry for himself. He felt the call, he was convicted, and he was obedient to the seemingly crazy. Would you do the same to convert millions? St. Juan Diego, pray for us.